Hello beautiful people, my name is Alex Catano and joining me is golfer Tony Starks. Enjoy the show. Oh, oh. Hey, what's up, Alex? Good to see you, man. Uh, my name is Tony Starks. I am a longtime golf writer. Uh, I currently work for a tailor-made golf company, which is one of the, the biggest manufacturers of golf equipment. So uh, excited to be here with Alex today. I've known Alex for a long time. He's a good friend. So excited to share with him some of my golf knowledge and with uh, some of his listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And just share with us just what is it that you do regards of golf? What What is it exactly that you do? Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a writer. So I work as a copywriter with with TaylorMade as my main gig. So essentially, all of like the marketing emails and scripts and content that you see on like their website is a lot of the stuff that I write. Um, product descriptions and the brand stuff to kind of help people understand who TaylorMade is as a brand and what the equipment does and stuff like that. So and then beyond that, I do a lot of efforts to engage and growth of the game, like helping golf reach more people. And how exactly did you yourself get into golf? Oh, man, for me, like, it was a long time ago, Alex, I'll tell you. It's hard to believe it was that long ago already, but I started playing golf when I was a kid, and I would uh, really just hit golf balls around in a cow field, to be honest with you. Like, grew up on a farm, and I was kind of introduced to it by a, a you know friend of the family, and they one day took us out to the golf course, and I could just – uh, hit it from day one, just like actually just make contact on the range, which was which was apparently um, an inspiring thing because not everyone can do that, I guess. But uh, I've, I've come to learn that it is it is harder than some people make it look. But so then that's kind of how I got my introduction to it. Got got a golf bag. Didn't get any clubs to put in that golf bag right away, but the, um, eventually ended up getting a set of golf clubs from Kmart called power built my mom saved up some money and bought me like 150 dollars set of golf clubs and then i just kind of just slapped them around in the yard man and slapped them around and hitting in the cow field literally would hit him in the cow field and then go chase the ball down and try to find it again and hit it again and uh kept going from there and eventually you know a buddy of mine uh, we would go out and start playing and then he kept beating me and i didn't want that to happen so then i i i, I got competitive and started trying to play more and more and kept growing it who are some of the people that you've networked with to get to where you are? And are you currently playing in any teams of golf? Uh, just share with us, Tony. Great question. Um, so golf, is, even though it's more like an individual sport, there's there is chances to play with teams. It's kind of fun. So uh, my coworkers and I played in a league last year. We actually played in the last two years called Pirate League um, at, at Goat Hill. That's just a really fun event. It's team format. We actually were lucky enough to win it. The first year, um, last year we got a little bit cocky. Uh, we thought we were going to go back to back. We named our team Barry Sanders because we felt like we were going to run it back, and uh, then we ended up losing. So, uh, so maybe we can do better this year. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, golf is from the networking perspective. You know, I've met people I never would have thought that I would 
uh, met and had a chance to connect with through the game of golf. It's, it's really brought me tremendous opportunities and uh, just meeting some really cool people on the way. Like close friends now is, uh, is a gentleman who is um, a, an exec for Merrill Lynch, which is you know a big financial firm. And him and I literally randomly met getting paired up together uh, on a golf course in Mexico where we both live here in San Diego. So uh, we met there randomly on the golf course, became quick friends, and I've stayed in touch all these years, and that's been kind of four years from now since then. You know, one of my closest friends is, is another guy named John, who I met on the golf course, just randomly getting paired up out here. And it ended up, you know, becoming one of my closest friends. And my wife, Amanda, who you know very well, ended up officiating their wedding. So uh, golf can bring crazy, crazy turns into your life in terms of the people that you meet. You never know who you're going to run into out there. You never know who you're going to have the chance to network with. Celebrities, professional golfers, professional athletes, all from playing this game of golf. You know, part of the thing that I did with this show is that I got to meet some of my heroes, some mm-hmm. fellow podcasters, even one of my favorite authors. I got to meet her process of this podcast. And a lot of them always come with great words of encouragement, great ways to get better at what is it that you love to do. And there's any words of encouragement that you yourself got? One of the, the ones that kind of comes to mind just from recent interactions, it wasn't necessarily related to me directly, a man named Lee Elder and his one of his favorite lines was, was stay the course. And Lee was a professional golfer back in the day. He was an African-American golfer and, and stay the course is something that sticks, right? Because like he had some hard times that it was challenging for him. He overcome a lot. He stuck with it, he overcame and, and he got to where he wanted to be ultimately in the game of golf. So, I mean, that's one for me that kind of sticks out, you know, stay the course. Whenever, how, no matter how hard it gets, just to keep plugging away. You just mentioned Lee Elder. One of the questions did involve you actually meeting Lee Elder. So just share with us that experience. Share with us what it was like to meet Lee Elder. Yeah, yeah. So I got to actually meet Lee twice. So I met him first. In my, I was an intern coming out of college and working at a, a senior um, PGA Tour event. And Lee was playing at the time and like a, in the super senior event. And so he was like 73 years old and still out there playing golf, right? So it was crazy. And I remember just kind of going up to him and I seen like, you know, looking at me and me looking at him and it's easy because, you know, we're one of the few people of color out there on the golf course at that time. And uh, so I just kind of go up and introduce myself and, you know, shake his hand and say, you know, thank you for what you've done and appreciate it. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, and that's kind of what his message was, is, you know, it's going to be hard, but uh, keep going at it. If you love it, keep playing, keep doing it. The second time I got to meet him, was in 2019. He had uh, just won the Bobby Jones Award, which is the USGA or the United States Golf Association's highest honor. It's given to someone who's displayed great sportsmanship. Lee was the the first black man to receive that award. And here he was, you know, this was 45 years later after he was the, you know, first black man to play in the Masters. So it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, even after all that time, he could still be the first to do something in golf. It kind of showed to me that, hey, man, I mean, I guess progression is happening, but it's happening real, real, real slow with golf. Things are not moving super rapidly in terms of bringing new people into the game and people from diverse backgrounds. But yeah, in meeting him that night was interesting, right? Because like cool dinner and there were, we were sitting around the table and there's people I never thought I'd be sitting around the table with. There was, you know, Lee Elder, Byron Scott, who, you know, won championships with the Lakers and was a Lakers coach. There was the, the you know, the chief marketing officer from Toyota, just like heavy hitting people, right? And, and they were there to celebrate Lee and everyone was going around in a circle and they were 
getting a chance to kind of stand up and tell Lee, you know, how did you impact my life? And I might have rambled a little bit because, you know, kind of nerve wracking when you're in front of all those big, powerful people and famous people and things like that. But like, you know, know, there's no way that that I'm not meant to be in this room. I'm not meant to be in this room, essentially. Right. There's no way that a kid coming from rural Virginia, growing up poor, not growing up um, with anyone in his family or anyone historically in his family playing golf, or having connections to golf should be doing what I'm doing in, in the game and where I'm at. Right. So gave him thanks for that. You know, if it wasn't for men like him and showing the way and, and breaking down barriers, there wasn't really going to be a chance for, uh, for people like me to be in golf. So I just remember kind of, you know, that and, and getting a chance to shake his hand and take a picture with him and tell him what he meant. And, ended up being very special because uh, he, he passed away last year. And uh, it was nice to be able to, to have that moment, something I'm definitely going to cherish forever. You've mentioned that you're a father, and uh, I know mm-hmm. that you from time to time take your kids out to play golf. And do you see mm-hmm. maybe your kids that in the future probably getting into golf? I mean, I, I can only hope so, right? I mean, I named my first kid Sevi. That's after a famous golfer named Severino Ballesteros, who was from Spain, who was one of the greatest golfers of all time. So... He's either going to love it or hate it. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely going to give him every opportunity to try to play the game. And we go out now and, you know, Seve pays attention for a couple holes. And, and then he's more interested in rolling down a hill or, or playing with sticks or chasing a butterfly or something, you know. So, but that that's all fine and dandy at this age, just getting him exposed. And I mean, all I can hope is that he wants to play. I'm not going to like push him or do anything like that, but he's definitely going to be exposed to it and have the chance to. And, um, same with the same with our youngest Taj, who's only a year old now, but he uh, takes to the game too. He uh, he loves to play golf as much as a one year old can understand what golf is. Like he'll he has his little sets of golf clubs, and he and he grabs his clubs. And he runs to me like golf, golf, daddy, golf. And he'll swing, and he says swing, swing. And you know he likes to you know hit stuff with the golf club. So I mean we can only we can we can only hope they they definitely they know the game they know. They've been exposed to it. I'll say that at least. And for you, Tony, what are some upcoming events or something big coming up for you in this year? Yeah, hopefully some cool things coming up. So we, we as in uh, TaylorMade and I, we started a partnership with an organization called Youth On Course. Youth On Course is a great, great group of, of talented people and with a powerful cause. And what they do is they subsidize rounds of golf. So in other words, they make it really cheap and affordable for kids to play. And they have 100,000 kids in their membership, 1,600 courses across the country um, where kids can play for $5 or less. And these are sometimes really, really nice and really expensive courses where that would never be possible otherwise, right, without this organization. So um, we have a partnership with them. We created a, a subset of their membership called Drive Club, which is an acronym for diversity, respect, inclusion, voice, and equity. Um, so we have we had 55 kids in Drive Club last year where they played for a dollar. They were able to earn tailor-made equipment. You know, the more golf they played, the more they earned. And collectively, those 55 kids played over 800 rounds of golf um, last summer, which is an amazing number. Uh, they represented more than 12 different ethnicities and, and cultures. Um, so we were really, really proud to be a part of that. And, you know, for 2022, we're looking to grow that number, grow the amount of kids we have in that program. So hopefully get up to 200 kids if we can and get into a couple of different markets. Right now we're in uh, the Bay Area, Chicago, uh, hopefully going to here in Southern California and, and Atlanta uh, for 2022 as well. 
and seeing everything you've accomplished, I just want to see any words of encouragement that you want to give to anybody here listening right now. Yeah, man, uh, I think I'm going to stick, you know, kind of along those same lines we talked about earlier. Um, stay the course, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you think that you want to accomplish in life, stick to it. Don't give up um, and don't allow where you're from or your circumstances or, or anything to deter you from what it is that you want to achieve. Right. And as long as you have vision for yourself the belief in yourself, the confidence, the willingness to work for it, it it's all there. Um, at that same time, I, I would encourage people to find their tribe, find their people, find find the loved ones that uh, inspire them, that energize them, and keep the haters at, at arm's length and, and keep the loved ones you love real close. So that'll keep you energized and moving towards that goal. So I think that those are kind of my words of encouragement for the folks. That was Tony Starks, everybody. Thank you so much, Tony, for being a part of this show. I missed you, man. It's good to talk to you for the first time in years. And I hope the family is doing well. Thank you so much, Tony, for being a part of this. Also, if you want to find more of his work, go to Taylor Made Golf Company. Search Tony Starks. Tony, S-T-A-R-K-S. Not to confuse you with the Iron Man. And as we are getting close to the one year of Catanation special, we have one more podcast left next week. Luz Maria Clayton joins the show to talk about her art, her store, the meaning of her family, how much her family has impacted her and the work that she is doing. All of that next week. Take care, everybody. We are Catanation. Thank you all for listening to this Catanation Studios podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at WeAreCatanation. And to continue to listen to awesome podcasts like this one, go to wearecatanation.buzzsprout.com.